What's up, guys? Welcome to the Kind of Funny Morning Show for June 26th, 2017. I'm Tim Geddes, joined by the producer slash producer, Nick Scarpino. It's almost July. It's almost July. This month went faster than I think any month in the history of months. It did. I blame E3. That's just that whole week was a blur. Yeah. It's yeah. just one alcoholic blur. Oh, man. What a good E3, though. I keep thinking about it. I had an excellent time this E3. Yeah. Excellent time. This, this, this was the first E3 that I'm like, I'm just going to... Enjoy it. I'm Did we win flow, you over it. on E3? No, not well, the social aspect. Yes, um, the the roaming around the show floor, looking at games aspect. Eh, I can take that or leave that. But really, like I, I enjoyed doing the live show. That was super fun. Like I enjoyed watching you guys do that. It was yeah. awesome having everyone there. You were on for twenty minutes. I was on. I did my twenty minutes. Yeah, uh, that's all anyone can stomach of me talking about video games. About as much as I know. Also, we didn't talk about video games. I just played one. Which yeah, was cool. yeah. Um, no, it was super fun. It was it was cool. It's just what makes it nice is that we chose. Not to go to VidCon the next week. Yep. You know, it would which have been was nice. now, which was last, last week. weekend. Um, so it was cool. I, I think had a bit of FOMO about that though. I was getting a lot of tweets from or texts from friends and stuff of pictures of all of them hanging out, and VidCon stuff. I'm like, sure, it would have been super fun. Yeah, I'm sure, it would have been but fun. But it was also fun not doing. That. It was great not doing that and just yeah. doing these shows. Yep, that was no. actually super fun. I, I tweeted out yesterday. I feel really good about stuff, mm-hmm. and I do. Last week was freaking awesome. It's a good week. All of our shows I felt better about than I have in a very long time. Yeah, me as well. We did do the new games cast. People seem to be loving the new format. Thank you for your support. Games Daily, still killing it. Yeah. Killing it. Our number one spot on iTunes, we were dethroned by Car Talk yesterday. Fucking Car Talk. For a brief moment, now we're fucking back. The and thing I'm about Car Talk it. is this. I'm this close to listening to that podcast. So, so I'm no, this close. you gotta stop. You gotta I'm stop. I'm this close. Here's I can't the deal. add more podcasts, though. Schemey Tim Gettys is gonna yeah. get to the goddamn bottom, bottom of this. I want Kind of Funny Games Daily to be the number one video game podcast definitively. Yeah. In the same way that Greg used to say, oh, PlayStation Beyond, no, Podcast Beyond is the number one PlayStation podcast. Right. I want to be able to say kind of funny games daily. It I don't see why. The not. number one, but I want to be able to mean it. Should I want we just some. Say it? I want Let's something. Just start no, saying no, it. No, we can't we'll just say it. We'll back into it. We'll back into it. See, that's my thing. Say. That's my thing. I feel like we need to somehow. We just need one thing to hold on to to be like, well, asterisk according to this. And I right. think iTunes is a very good place. So I need to figure out exactly what the algorithm is. Sure. I have my theories. Yeah. I think that they check every 24 hours, and whatever gets the most views every 24 hours is up there, which is why kind of makes sense. Games Daily gets so is, is high because yeah, we release it daily. Day. Yeah. But Greg has a theory, and this makes a lot of sense that the amount of reviews and subscriptions also count towards that. Right. So we need to really we need everyone's help to push that. Okay. Across all of our shows, but specifically Games Daily. Yeah. If you could just subscribe on iTunes podcast or podcast services around the globe and review it, I think it's going to really help us in our quest okay. to be number world one. Number one, this. Nick. I want to be number one. I want I to be number one. In a perfect world, we would take, how many podcasts do we do, 15? We, now take we, the have, top. we have four podcasts. Right. We have Kind of Funny Morning Show, right. this very show right You're now. watching it, boom. We have Game of Regret Show. Right. We have Kind of Funny Games Cast, uh-huh. and we have Kind of Funny Games Daily. That's fun. Yeah. So we would take, in a perfect world, we would take spots one through four. Exactly. Yeah, that would be amazing. We're now all, they're great. all on the same chart now. Good. Games and hobbies. That's fun. Games so, and hobbies. Is, is the category it's under. <laughs> That's perfect. That so, is super perfect. How was your weekend? My weekend was great, yeah. man. What did you watch this weekend? Um, I watched a whole bunch. of. I, I got a lot of work done this weekend, which was fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, but yeah, I watched a lot of stuff. I did not watch Cars 3. That was in the plan. But uh, I'm going to have uh, to wait okay. to watch that uh, sometime this week. But I did watch Glow. Oh, from start I also started watching Glow. I did. So I one sitting. wanted to finish it. 
Uh, I had some family in town this weekend who had not watched Glow yet and had promised their Glow watching to someone else, which is always, I understand that. I've been there. I got a wife. When I promise I'm going to watch them with her, I like to come through on that promise. You got to do it. Um, But she was like, I was like, do you want to just start watching? Because we only watched three episodes. I'm like, you can catch up in like, like less than an hour. An hour. Yeah. Well, so here's the problem. Like, I thought these were 20 minute episodes. They're not. They're like minimum 30 minutes. They're solid 30. Um, but I was like, we only watched three. You could, right, if we started watching right now, we could go. But the problem is, when my family comes into town, we all just talk over whatever we're watching. Mm. So instead of watching the rest of Glow, I started watching Ten Things I Hate About You again because I'm like, classic. It's yeah, classic. That I haven't totally seen it makes forever. Sense. Still that, love it. The tweets now make sense for me. Very, very. Very interesting movie to go back and watch. I'm like, wow, screenwriters in the 90s really gave high schoolers a lot of credit. Yeah. Like, they gave them a lot of dialogue that no one even would even come close. It was like that, Dawson's Creek, anything written by Kevin Smith. Mm-hmm. All of those, you're just like, none of us are this no, smart. High school none of us talk like this. But, but going back and watching it again, I did get all the uh, the references now. Like, there was a lot little, because the person that was in town is actually, she used to be a teacher. So she's like, that's a reference to... Uh, Shakespeare. And I'm like, oh, oh. yeah. Okay. So you didn't get the references. <laughs> Having someone informed next to you gave I, you the references. I said I get the references now. Oh, okay. I get the references got it, got it. Now. So this weekend was Because I watched it with someone smarter than me who yeah. actually has re- uh, read Shakespeare. But going back to Glow for a second, you, re- you watched the whole thing. I watched the entire thing. In, uh, so technically it was two sittings. I watched Kay. the first half, we went to dinner, and then came back and watched the rest of it. Okay. What are your thoughts? Just top level. Spoiler free thoughts. Yeah. It is good. Yeah. It, I would even not say... Not great, though. Mm, it's not great. I'd say it's really good. Not great. Uh, I think that it's going to be very overhyped okay. at the end of the day. I think it's a very solid show. I would recommend watching it for sure. It's a lot of fun. Okay. The characters are great overall. But my problem is I feel like the show, for all of its greatness, had too many faults that just they didn't connect right with me. And okay. I feel like there was a lot of plot points where I thought the character dynamics were great, but I thought a lot of the characters' actual arcs didn't really pay off. Interesting. Here comes big old Greg Miller coming in. Oh, God. There it is. Going to give us the elbow. It, what's going to that means. I, Scooch Lewis, sure. watched all of Glow as well. Sure. Not no, no spoilers. I'm wearing some of the no spoilers. Okay. This chair that we're he... sitting on cannot handle all the weight that just happened right fine. now. I it know is going that down. He, he's got, he has a wife. He makes a promise to her. He keeps it. Right. Sure. Yeah. I'm with you. Mm. Glow was good. I am shocked you with me. Why? Yeah, I don't know. I thought, I thought you were going to love it. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just because yeah. of wrestling? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I'm, 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 Here's the thing. This is going to sound very hipster. Give it to me, Greg. The guy I mean, wearing all a, black who's losing weight. As a guy who enjoyed the Glow documentary so much, sure. I thought they didn't do enough with that. I mean, they did. They had a couple callbacks. They got the rapping in there. Like, there's th- they're all living in a hotel. They're pulling. It's pulled from a true story. You know what I mean? I get that. My problem, I think, is similar to what you're talking about. Of like, Allison Bree's character, I liked all right. Did you? She's I, completely I her unlikable. Right. I like her simply because she's Allison Bree. That I mean, that's probably a huge part of it. Is the fact that she was all right in just the way that like she's not a good person. I think she tries. She doesn't really even try to be towards the. She, it's it's a weird. She thing. doesn't have an arc. I don't like the, the uh, wolf Sheila. Not at all. I want way too much focus too. on her. Yeah. Well, I, I thought it was a focus on her. Of then we're gonna build it up to give you this giant moment. Yep. And it that. wasn't there. And there's yeah, so yeah. many other characters that I wanted them to go deeper on, and yeah. then they didn't at yeah, all. It was exactly. just like it's very there's level. certain characters that just show up in like the second half and get a storyline that I'm like, 
that storyline is either really lazy and weak, yeah. or it doesn't give me any more of the character that I actually wanted. Exactly, yeah, 100%. Yeah. I mean, I'm telling me really negative about this. I enjoyed it the entire way through. My thing is I wanted to enjoy it more than I did. Yeah. And also the way it was promoted, I thought I was going to enjoy it way more than I did. You know what I mean? And I'm hoping by the time we get to season two, I'm assuming there will be, it's getting a lot of promotion, but they haven't been canceling yeah. stuff. The yeah, Girl yeah. Boss got the latest Netflix show to get canceled. Yeah. Uh, I know, it's, you know, don't get me wrong, it's not, a different quality. Different, yeah. But uh, just the fact that I think when we get around to next time, hopefully they'll double down on all that and get it. Yeah. There. But yeah, I'm with you. I didn't like the the mom who's, you know, all-American girl or whatever. Liberty Bell. Are you kidding me? She was my favorite part of the show. But I, I do think that she also had issues where some of her character growth, I'm like, this doesn't make sense. No one would act this way. See, it's my problem so funny to hear you guys say this because I'm three episodes in and I'm like excited for where this is going right now. Yeah. Because I see them being pit against each other. And it's awesome. Yeah, I mean, sorry. I'm not gonna say anything above I mean, that. Don't, but don't, don't forget too that this man likes Daddy's Home, so you should. Start, you, you probably should still be excited for this. I bought us. Turn I, off your head. The pre-sale tickets for Daddy's Home two went on sale yesterday. I got us four. Well, John Cena's in it. I'm sure. I got us four. A problem I have with the show, and I was telling Nick this earlier, sure. is I feel like it kind of has an identity issue, sure. where it's billed as a comedy. And it's definitely not a comedy, mm. but it's also not quite a documentary. It's not kind of a, right. a, a biopic where it's like going through what actually happened. It's Dramedy. almost that. But it never quite that's, it seems, dives into either side. That's an interesting thing that Netflix has going for it, right? Which is, I don't like it, but a lot of people do. Like, have you watched Orange is the New Black? Yes. It's the same vibe where it's like, am I supposed There's to laugh from at the producers this? producers as well. Or is, exactly. And I'm like, that's why I had to stop watching that. I'm like, I don't understand what this is supposed to be. Because she said something really funny, but then the next scene is like someone something horrible happening yeah. to someone. And I just don't understand where I'm supposed to be with this. Um, I, I'll tell you this. I'm really liking Glow. I'm really liking it because I didn't even expect it necessarily to be a comedy. <laughs> what are you doing? This is just the chat. I'm sorry. What's happening? G. Jealous. Daddy is home indeed. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I'm you know what? Guys what's like, hilarious <laughs> is when you got up, I, I legitimately thought it was going to cartoon catapult me into the fucking air uh, because this chair is not... Holding all of our well, girth. Good. Could be um, better. Could be better. Yes. I, I like the way, just from a technical standpoint, I love the way the show looks. I oh, love that they so nailed awesome. the 80s vibe. I, I love that. They just get better and better and yeah, better. It's about shot gorgeously. Uh, I think Mark Marin does a great job in it. Yep. Uh, you can tell he's improvised some of his lines. You're like, he's, you know, obviously really great at that. Um, I'm liking it so far, so I'll yeah. see. We'll do, maybe, we'll, maybe we'll revisit it when I finish it, hopefully this week. Yeah. We'll do either online or we'll do you and I'll talk over lunch and we'll yeah, figure we'll out. Yeah, let's talk about it more because I definitely enjoyed it and I do recommend watching it because at the very least, I think it does a good job of teaching people wrestling. Sure. Like Gia watching it, she now kind of understands more like why anyone would like WWE at all because there's so much heart there and there is so much and it's like this, it teaches you, all right, it's a soap opera. All right, here are the different terms that you use. Right. Here's why characters matter and here's the mm-hmm. diff- here's what's real and what's fake and all that and it's like, there's a heart to it. Like it, it really hits you in a in an awesome place. But I just think that overall, it, it never went there. It saw the line and was like, "All right, cool. We're gonna back off that a bit." And then, yeah, especially in the later episodes, there's just some really weak storylines. Like when you start going through in the AB I mean, plot. The, the problem, the problem with Netflix in general is that they do how many how many uh, episodes is this season? Ten. Okay, probably should be six. Yeah. Maybe eight. Well, okay, There's so, always two episodes in every fucking Netflix series where you're like, I just don't need these. I don't need the backstory on the wolf girl. Yeah, I don't need it. It's not so much. She's a funny side character. I wouldn't say there was a, an episode or two that could get cut, but there was definitely like an episode or two of time that could have got cut got it, overall. Yeah. Like, that's, there that's, was that's no what bad I mean. episode. That's what I mean. I mean, it's, if it were, 10 episodes makes good 
does six episodes make great? Yeah. Does eight episodes I mean, make great? It's an interesting thing to bring up because I know there's I an economy like, of scale here when you're shooting these shows. So I get that. There's there's a budget you have to take care of. I but. feel like this uh, felt more like a very long movie than TV normally does. Like it has a very clear beginning, middle, and end. Right. Uh, in the structure of a film that differs from the structure of a TV season normally. Mm -hmm. And I was impressed by that, but it still did feel a little bit long. And for how long it was, I feel like it was kind of surface level uh, in ways that it could have and should have went deeper. Mm -hmm. So, I don't know. But it was definitely awesome. Let us know what you think about it. So many of the characters are great. And it's just, it's weird to me that Alison Brie's character is not at all the standout. It's a very interesting character. Yeah, it's, it's very interesting because you can see that's happening right now even in the first three episodes. Yeah. Uh, Day, D-A-E-I-I says, I think Master of None had the perfect amount of episodes. Uh, let us know how many of those were because I feel like that was 10 also. And I haven't yeah, watched... Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's 10 as well. I tried watching Master of None and again, it's another one of those shows that I'm like, this just didn't vibe with me for some I reason. I did not watch Master of None season one. Yeah. I watched the last five episodes of season two just because yep. Gia started watching it, and I got hooked. Really? Yeah, I was like, it was just on. I was like working, and I kept looking over at it, and then yeah, there's a plot line that starts in the second half of season two, and I'm like, oh, I'm all in, and I thought they did a great job with it. Okay, maybe but, I'll go back and watch that. <laughs> that's only the last half of season there's a lot, two. I don't know, maybe. I mean, they go by fast. There's a lot of great stuff on Netflix right now. So ten episodes for each season. Ten, ten episodes for each. Yeah, that yeah. sounds about right. This, the first season was very okay. The second season is great. In my opinion. Yeah. That's what a lot of people yeah. say about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, Gia just finished watching uh, Orange is the New Black season five. As did Danielle. Man, that's just fucked up. Yeah. yeah. Totally my wife fucked up. literally texts me. She's like, I'm crying right now. Yeah. She's it was like, I really cried through the, like, all of the episodes. She just cried through. I'm like, Jesus, okay. I'm yeah. not watching this show. Too much, too and much. Still, there's two more seasons signed on. Jesus. I'm like, how? I'm like, how long is she in prison for? Let her out already, for Christ's sake. It was a year and eight, like 18 months, I think, total, what she was supposed to be in prison for. It's great. It's like Walking Dead. You have no concept of how long they've actually been existing in this world. Yeah. Like, people are like, it's been going on for years. I'm like, I don't think so. I think it's only been like a year, it's right? It's been like one week. Yeah. It's only been like two days. <laughs> Rick like, went from completely shaved cock to fucking Mountain Man in approximately this one week. This last season of uh, Orange is the New Black, I think, only took place over like. I want to say like four or five days. Probably. I mean, yeah, because it took place during a riot. Yeah, yeah, that's what I understand. Uh, Again, I won't go back and watch that. It's not my show. It's not. I I get that it's great. It's just not my thing. Yeah, I tried even with season one, and I just it didn't resonate. What was the show they did before that? The producers of Orange Is the New Black did something prior to that. Was it Weeds? It was Weeds. And again, Weeds had the same problem. Where I watch it, I'm like. This show's boring to me because I don't know if it's a drama or a comedy. I don't get it. Yeah. Weeds I don't was get good it. for like the first two seasons. And I feel like season three, thing, like everybody would want to have sex with the protagonist, including well, her son. And it was like, it got weird. It got but the other, thing, weird. the other thing that was always weird to me was it has Kevin Nealon in it, right? Yeah. And he is hilarious. And every time he's on screen, I'm like, You're not, he's not doing anything funny. He's actually acting. I don't understand this world. Yeah. You know? Oh, That's man. weird to me. I'm an old, I have my old feeble brain. So you know what else? I watched this weekend, Nick. That's it. I didn't get to finish it, but so I just got YouTube TV. Mm-hmm. Mm. I don't what, know, is, what is YouTube TV? It's TV. What does that mean? Okay. It's TV using YouTube. Okay. You get a one month free trial. And so you get your terrestrial like, like cable, yep. NBC, ABC, mm-hmm. all those things through YouTube. Through YouTube. Fascinating. Yeah, you did not know they're doing on that. all of the on your TV, on your phone. It, does it get you ad free cool. experiences on YouTube as well, or no? It doesn't. Okay. YouTube so TV and YouTube Red totally separate. Totally separate. Yeah. This is like a PlayStation PlayStation View. Competitor. Got it. And it's only in certain markets. We're one of the markets. So I was like, I'll give it a shot. What up, SF? And I started watching it. And I didn't get that Google Fiber yet, but no, you got that they're shit. working on it. Uh, no, but they're, working on it. They they're on the Fuck. that Nick Scarpino 
shit where I'm just like flicking through TV, just seeing what the fuck's on. I haven't done that Man, in I did 15 all years. All weekend. And uh, came across a little gem I like to call Speed Racer. And I know me and you differ on this, but fuck, let me remind you. Speed Racer is one of the greatest cinematic experiences of all time. They just fucking Release it down. in 4K, what are you afraid of? It's, I, what I love about it is, and let me say this, Nick. So many times I'll look at a movie and be like, oh, the CG fucking ruins this. Mm-hmm. Or I'll be like, oh, it's so fake. Or whatever. Yeah, yeah. This is the one movie where that's the point. Yeah. And they, it was artful how they used the green screen and how they used transitions and faked, like, just, mm-hmm. the whole thing is fake and it looks like a cartoon. That's the point. It's like, oh, well, why is it live action? It's like, it's the opposite of uh, Space Jam, right? Yeah. Where it's just, it's kind of like putting people in a cartoon. Right. And oh my god. They nail it. Shout they out to them. The uh, you know what I'm gonna Where do? is the 4K Ultra HD version of this? No one knows. Where is it? No one will ever know. Uh, I'll tell you what I'm going to do. Because I actually came across Speed Racer this weekend as well. And I had a thought. I'm like, maybe, just maybe, I should go back and watch Speed Racer again. Yes. Because maybe, just maybe, my hatred toward that movie was because it was the Wachowski brothers, mm. siblings now. Um, and I wanted it to be more like a Matrix experience. And it was a complete and total departure with that. Also, I was a huge fan of when they brought Speed Racer over. I think it was on MTV. Do you remember that? When they actually showed all of the Speed Racer cartoon on MTV? I mean, I growing up, that. I watched it as yeah. a kid, but so I, liked, I don't think it was on MTV. And I think they tried to have, I it was syndicated somewhere, I can't remember what it was. Maybe, it was. maybe it was Comedy Central. I only watched actually. it on VHS when uh, teachers were gone and substitute teachers would put it in. So I, I'd seen a lot of it, but it was just like random episodes here and there. So, so again, whatever. Speed so Racer long story s- short, I will. It's on HBO right now. I think you can see it, it on HBO. Yeah, I will go back and watch it at Good. some point this week. You should, man. Go, go, Speed. What, who was the Emil Hirsch? Right? Was the was was Speed Racer in that? That sounds right. I'm not sure. Emil Hirsch and Ricci then was Matt in Fox it. was uh, yes. Racer X, right? Yeah. And then John Goodman's in it. Yep. It, dude, it's just so. good. All right, I'll go back and watch it because again. because it's so ridiculous. From the first moment to the last moment, it just gets more and more ridiculous. But it's just over the top, and they're just like, hey, this is the world we're in. It's colorful, and it's fucking wacky as all hell. In the chat, Spaceman Spiff says, don't do it, Nick. You will regret it. Just watch Space Jam or something again. Uh, to be watch fair, Space I think I've only Jam watched again. Space Jam one time. I love I Space Jam. remember liking it. So, I mean, Space Jam is likable. Okay. But, I mean, Space Jam is a kid's movie. Speed Racer, I feel like Speed Racer is something that you can appreciate as a, it, a it, film enthusiast. It very well may be one of those movies that, because like, for instance, I saw The Nice Guys in theaters. That was uh, the Ryan Gosling uh, oh, yeah. Gladiator, what's his name, uh, Russell Crowe movie, and I'm like, I don't like this movie. I saw it in theaters, didn't like it, watched it again at home when I could pause it and relax and go you know, get a snack, come back, really liked it again. So we'll give it another shot. I'm not saying that once I don't like something, it's dead to me forever. I'm just saying that Speed Racer has an uphill battle for me right it now. Does, it because does. Because I hated that movie when I first saw it. Yeah, you did. Fucking hated it. So we'll see what happens. We will see what happens. We will. What else did you watch this weekend, Nick? Well, last night, uh, we, were, uh, we were looking for other things to watch. And again, we were all talking. So we just wanted to put something on that was uh, just going to be background filler. Maybe a little spectacle. Maybe some good music. Uh, and so we noticed on MTV that the BET Awards were on. And I thought to myself, I've never watched the BET Awards. I bet it's going to be cool. And it was. Yeah. The set was insane. I See, that, Im- it that was blows my mind. fucking awesome. They had, Tim? Mm-hmm. All LEDs everywhere. They did LEDs in the back of the arena, in the in like front, everywhere. So even matter. around the crowd? 
Yeah, they had like a like the LED looked like it exploded, and all LEDs were around like in little sprinkles. Well, also just sprinkle. It wasn't like so, a no, full no, no. It was like if you turned around the whatever, like when the, when the camera craned around, you would see like a Holy smattering shit. of LEDs. That just is kind so of cool. Off in the distance, it was beautifully done. But the coolest fucking thing. First off, Leslie Jones hosted it, and she was okay. fucking hilarious. Um, the coolest fucking thing though was when people would come on stage, the LED wall would part. And a conveyor belt would would bring, would bring them out. the people like, out. You know, one of those people movers at the airport that yeah. makes you feel like you're running really fast, even yeah. though you're actually not exerting any more energy than it would take to normally walk. It would do that, but what was hilarious is every time it would look super cool, and they would try to get off the conveyor belt, and, and it is would that, be hella confusing. I'm like, oh my god, the real world just slowed down a little bit. There is nothing scarier than the last five seconds when yeah. you're going up on uh, one of the like snowboard or ski. Oh, the ski lifts? Ski lifts? Yeah. And you have to get off? Yeah. You're just looking at it like, I'm not going to fuck it up this time. I got this. I got you. And then once you nail it, you're like, yeah. yeah. And then you hit your ass. You're like, shit. And the next person spikes you in the ass. Um, it was super fun. The one thing I learned out of many things yeah. from watching the BET Wars is that I, my knowledge of uh, hip-hop like music is zero. Zero. Okay. Like, Let me... I don't want to lose this because there's some gold in the chat okay. right now that I want to address. There was some beef that went down last night uh, between one Joe Budden and one The Migos. Okay, so the Migos, Migos was the, one of the, the people I thing. remember, sure. Uh, but kind of cool Greg in the chat says, <laughs> Migos would hurt that old man's feelings. <laughs> okay, okay. And uh, the thing here that happened is Joe Budden refused to interview Migos because he was like, nah, I'm better than that. And it's just like, that is the most... Fucking '90s hip hop thing I have ever heard. You got to do in it, my man. life. You got to do it. Uh, uh, one of the, the the person who opened the show was one Bruno Mars. Now I know Bruno yes. Mars. You you know him personally? I I mean we go way back. Okay, we go yeah. way back. Uh, Bruno Mars is one of those one of those rare performers that just is fucking awesome to watch. And his 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 uh, the opening number that he did was like five minutes long. It had pauses in it. He was fucking with people on their Fuck Instagram. Yeah. Like yeah. they did this thing that I, only Bruno Mars can do because Bruno Mars, I love him. Like if you, I, I assume his influences are like James Brown and Michael Jackson. Like he comes in. What is this? What, what are we looking at here? One of the fucking Migos is wearing an Aku Aku chain from Crash Bandicoot. Dude, these guys have the most amazing Get the fuck floral. out of here, Joe. These guys have the most amazing floral patterns, by the way. They all dress like that. And I'm like, I don't understand hip-hop anymore. This is cool. Um, oh, man. One of the great part about, parts about Bruno Mars is they did this thing with the whole band. Like sat down for a second with like the, you know, his, his, mm -hmm. or his uh, brass section behind yeah. him. And they would sit and then he would kick off the song again. And they would hop across the fucking stage on their asses. In unison, as they were singing, it was so hype. No, and then dude, they would go to the other side of the awesome. stage, stop. And do it again? He literally was like this. What are you, are you doing this on Instagram right now? You know you can just watch this. It's going to be on YouTube later. He's like, fuck it. Pull up your Instagram. And like does, like starts singing to this girl's Instagram. I love it. And I'm sure granted that was produced. But it doesn't Whatever, matter. Dude. It was still very cool. I had I a great time watching that. it. I think we should live stream those next Bruno year. Bruno Mars Let's is awesome. As a performer, what a damn dude. I feel like he... He's a badass. I love him because he took too. his career so far. Because he had his kind of hits where he was featuring on things. Right. Uh, like back in the day, I think the first time I heard of him was when he uh, was featured on Nothing On You by yeah. B.O.B. And I was like, man, this dude got vocals. And this dude, like he's going to be one of those flavor of the month uh, featured artists that are going to be on everyone's album at that time and then kind of fade away. He didn't let that happen. He came out and then he did The Billionaire with uh, Travis... Mm -hmm. uh, from Gym Class Heroes. That was a fucking hit. And you just kept going. And then he released his own album and made sure that the videos were awesome and funny and shareable and 
Those things Super popped off. Super fun to watch. And man. now he's he like, fuck it. it, I'm just going to be entertaining as all hell. He really is. That's he really great. Is. As opposed to Fat Joe. And they kept cutting back to Fat Joe. He did not look like he was having a good time. But to be fair, that's how Fat Joe always looks. Yeah. Every time they come back to him, he's just like, man, Fat Joe. Right? He's there. Fat Joe. They just kept cutting back to him. I was like, leave Fat Joe alone. Just leave him alone. Let him fucking just relax. Well, so that's what's weird is I haven't watched the BET Awards in a long time, probably like you seven years. Night. And they were always such lower quality compared to they, this the, had like, the flares VMAs. of it. This had flares of it. For instance, they kept cutting to the announcer who was in the Coke themed booth. I mean, Coca Cola themed booth. Um, it was very. That was like they'd cut over to her, and it looked like something from a trade show floor. Yeah, where it was like just like like a bare skin of Coca Cola, and she was talking into like a normal mic. And I'm like, that's a little chintzy. But the rest of the production was really cool. Yeah, awesome. I'll have to yeah, check that out. I really cool. want to see the conveyor belts. Yeah, that sounds, it was cool. I think you'd like it. That sounds great. Uh, 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 let's see. Should we talk some news? Let's, let's get into the tips. Oh, you want to get into tips? Yeah. We'll do tips first, and then maybe we'll talk a little bit of news. Uh, we have three tips as of right now. We appreciate you guys. Thank you so much for your uh, support. G. Jills says... I'm making a song about Kind of Funny, and I need buttholes from both Tim, Nick, and Joey Noel if possible. I still have Kevin... Cool Greg, Greg, and Andy Buttholes in the bag. Thanks. Love you guys. Butthole. Tim? Butthole. And Joey Noel, unfortunately, is not here today. We'll try to get one from her tomorrow. Just remind us. Sir Pineapple says, birthday tax, my dudes. I appreciate your hustle. Keep up the great work. Ignacio Rojas says, it's been a long time since we've had a fun clip. Please don't let kill fun cli- uh, Greg kill fun clips. We will see. Kevin will look at this fun? fun clip. Let's look at it right now. It doesn't look like it's that fun. Well, Kevin's yeah, going to look at it. it. Is he and if Kevin doesn't it? like it, he's going to put the kibosh on it. How are we hearing it? Because I was Nick. just playing it myself. Got this it. does actually look pretty cool. But it also looks like something that's going to get super... Uh, well, I mean, it's just... It doesn't end. like It, it doesn't end. This, it's a potentially six-minute long fun here's clip. Here's the thing. This fun does clips, look awesome. Fun clips... 30 seconds or less. ...are not... Dead. But it's on us as a group to make sure that we're, you know, only submitting the, the, the either highest the crop, or guys. lowest quality. The, we don't want this middle stuff. You it know what needs I mean? to be the modern day internet equivalent of a quick punch to the nuts. Mm. Like it's funny, might hurt a little bit, and I'm going to resent you for it, but I'll, I have to be honest, it was hilarious. Here's the thing. I'm sure that video is funny. Yeah, I'll watch it but later. But that's not what a fun clip no. is. That fun is a, clip. hey, you guys should watch this. Here's a link. Not a fun clip. I don't want a full kata. I want a quick kung fu hit to the nuts, guys. Hit to the nuts, we're out, right? Block, block, hit to the nuts. Kung fu. And by the way, Mr. Uh, Sir Pineapple gave us a very nice tip for his birthday, so I appreciate that. I did want to shout that out. Thank you, Mr. Pineapple. That's it for tips for Happy right now. Birthday. Tim. Happy birthday. Yeah. Do we want to talk news? Yeah, let's get let's, let's, do, let's do a story or two. Uh, our first story today. Comes from our good friends over at IGN. This is Jim Veveda. Veveda, thank Vavida. you. I always want to say bitch Voda. Don't I, pronounce I the J. Veveda, thank you. Says there's been some confusion based on past interview comments from producers of Spider-Man Homecoming as to whether uh, Sony Pictures' Spidey spinoff films Venom and Silver Black, based on the Black Cat and Silver Sable, are part of the Marvel Cinematic Universe in the same way as Tom Holland's Spider-Man is. I spoke on the phone today, this is him, this is Jim saying this, with one, one of the producers of the spinoff films, as well as Homecoming, Amy Pascal, who set the record straight regarding specifically Venom and Silver Black place, if anything, uh, among the MCU. These are standalone movies, Pascal says, citing 20th Century Fox's X-Men franchise as an example. Pascal explained that these Spidey spinoffs exist 
as Marvel movies in the same way that the X-Men films do, but not as facets of the Disney-owned MCU. That's good news, I think. I mean, I right. think it's good news. Here's my thing. I don't think this is news. I bet you that we hear about this in at least two more times on Is It or Is It Not. There's going to be a bunch of so? flipping back and forth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This, this story's flipped back and forth like four times in the last month. Like the fact that one dude on a phone call says this, I'm like, all right, cool. No, it's Amy Pascal, and Amy Pascal is probably, is pretty much the helm of the ship. So that's, I mean, that's all what she's well doing. and dandy. We'll yeah. see how well Homecoming does, and if that changes anything. This will probably be part of the MCU. There's, yeah, there's, so, there's so much there that I'm like, I don't know. I don't, the fact that these movies are even happening still blows my mind. Right. Like, are we really going to get the black and silver movie? I, I don't know. Because like, that sounds crazy. I don't me. know. It's, it could be cool, though. I mean, it could, could be cool. Be cool. Could be Based fun. on the track record, it's not going to be cool. Well, we'll see how uh, Homecoming yeah. does. Well, the Homecoming's unrelated. Homecoming has Marvel on it. This would just That's be Sony. True. That's true. And I, That's true. I don't know that I could trust Sony with a silver, black hat silver sable movie. Wait, let me see. Was Amy Pascal on Homecoming, though? I feel like she was. Because I think she left. She used to be, I think she used to be the head of Sony Pictures. And then she got ousted with all the when that with thing all got the, hacked. The shit went down. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I mean the, the good news about all of this is Spider-Man Homecoming's reviews are in. And they're, yeah, they're she, getting really so she solid was a, reviews. So Amy Pascal was a producer on Homecoming. Cool. So we'll see what happens. Was a producer. How many producers are on it though? Like again, I think she we'll actually specifically like left her job to do this. So we'll see what happen, what happens. But yeah. I don't know. I don't know. There's just a giant takeover ad here. Uh, anyway. So that's Any, that. Anyway. Fingers crossed. I think that's great news. I hope they stick to that because that means they can have a lot more fun with Venom and uh, Black and... Is it black, Silver and Black? Black and black Silver. Black and Silver. I think black and Silver. Which is the other... Black... Is that really what you're going to call this? I don't know. Whatever. Don't know. We'll see. I mean... We'll see. I wonder if we'll ever get that Ant-Man movie. The Ant-Man movie? Ant-Man. Oh, Ant-Man movie. Yeah. I hope not. Um, I hope and not. then this uh, next news story... This is from The Hollywood Reporter. Transformers 5 box office, how far the bots have fallen. The big budget tentpole opened notably behind the previous installments in the U.S., even while showing signs of life overseas, especially in China. Right. No surprise. But is the international box office enough to save the franchise? Transformers morphed into a record-setting blockbuster, amassing $155.4 million in its six-day North American debut in 2007. Going through this now, the, the past weekend when the Transformers last night, the fifth outing, Posted a dismal five-day domestic debut of 69.1 million, yeah. including a Friday-Saturday gross of 45.3. Any which way the numbers are sliced, it's a franchise low. In June 2011, Transformers 2 commanded a massive 200.1 million in its five-day debut, followed by Transformers 3 with a six-day 180.7. Is a six-day really qualify as a weekend? I don't know. That's what these are, man. This is this is the problem is they keep cheating to like it's gonna open on Monday now. Yeah. And it's like that's not a fucking weekend. That's the first week. Yeah, and then uh You're cheating. You just want that cool headline. And then last the last movie we saw was Age of Extinction. Age of Extinction. Mm-hmm. A reboot of the franchise. Semi-reboot. Of the franchise starring Mark Wahlberg instead of LaBeouf. And it opened to 100 million over the June 27th through 29th weekend before topping out at 245 million domestically compared to the 300 and 400 million of the first three. So, ah, oh man, we'll, we'll see. But then at the same time, Age of Extinction became the first film in the franchise to cross the billion dollar mark after earning 858 yeah. million overseas. Look, I mean, the, the thing is this these numbers, while low, it's still gonna make money. Yeah. So if you're if you're the if you're the kind of person who's like, please don't make the Bumblebee movie too late. It's gonna happen. Mm-hmm. It's happening. 
Um, but it is interesting to watch as these get, these series that are going into the fifth and sixth movie, Pirates of the Caribbean, another one of them, where it's like, where is that threshold? Yeah. Of someone goes, you know what? We're good. We don't need these anymore. Because I still think we're very far off from that. I, I do too. I don't know, man. I can't believe it's still going. I will say that I learned a little bit about myself this weekend, yeah. Nick. One of my friends, who has horrible taste in movies, and just likes to watch everything, okay. he hit me up. And he's like, Tim, we need to go watch Transformers. No. no one else will watch it with me. Yeah. And I had that moment where I'm like, am I going to stay true to what I said? And then I was like, you know what? No. I'm not seeing Transformers 5. Yeah, you should. I'm fucking not seeing this you got, movie. You shouldn't, because uh, here's the deal. They were playing, obviously, the Transformers, the prior Transformers, on uh, on cable all which, which I saw using YouTube TV. There you go. Uh, I watched one scene, one scene where Mark Wahlberg, whoever the girl was in this, whoever the guy was in this, and T.J. Miller, who I totally forgot was in the last Transformers movie, mm-hmm. running away from a warehouse. They start, they look over... Totally bad match on action cut. We have no idea what this other Transformer is. The Transformer throws some sort of grenade, and they try to outrun this giant flame, and then I guess T.J. Miller gets fired in it? Yep. Is that right? T.J. Miller dies. And then the entire time, <laughs> they're in Optimus Prime, and they're just crying about T.J. Miller. And I'm like, I, this is a terrible fucking movie. We should stop supporting these movies. Yeah. Don't take your kids to see these movies. There's a Captain Underpants movie out there that's just as bad. Take them to see that instead. Support send, animation. Send a message. Send a message, right? <laughs> If it's, a, if it's a war of attrition you want, well, here we are. Um, well, that's, that's good. I'm very proud of you for that. I'm because, proud you know, of you At a certain point, you, you have this beautiful glow inside you. And I, I, don't, I just don't want it to dim. And these movies fucking kill it every they, time they, they come they out. They do. They just take a little. Oh, they, my God. They just tarnish it a little bit, Man. you know? You know, one day, one of my big projects that I want to work on before I die is I want to do an actual retrospective on the Transformers movies and really talk about what I do like about that. Sure. Because there is something there. I liked the first But I also want to like really admit to myself yeah. all the, the places it went fucking wrong. Garbage. Because yeah, I mean, the, the moment I saw the first movie, I, I don't think I've ever been more excited to see a movie in my life. Sure. Like going into Transformers 1, I was like, I can't believe this is happening. Yeah, yeah. I was excited to see it too. And when I walked out, I was like, holy crap, I can't believe they did it. But I was very disappointed. I, I actually kind of dug the first Transformers. It wasn't what I wanted. It was a little more slapsticky and a lot more cutty and improv than I thought humans. it was going to be. Way more humans than I thought it was going to be. Um, but I thought it was enjoyable, right? I, I like, think okay, looking back okay. on it now, it's a good movie. Transformers 1. I feel like that stands up. Good, good enough. It's good, it's fine. The plot works, right? which is something you cannot say about any of the other Transformers movies. Right. All right, enough uh, about Transformers. A lot of people give me shit for Captain Underpants. I have not seen Captain Underpants yet. I'm, I was just assuming it was bad. If it's good, people are saying it's actually pretty good. I should check it out. I apologize for that. I rendered an opinion that was ill-informed. I know I never do that. No. That, that is never a Nick Scarpino move, but Captain Underpants may or may not be good. It's got 87% on Rotten Tomatoes. I'll go check it out. So the By final, that I mean, I'll check it out when it comes to Netflix. Final news story of the day, and I feel like this kind of wraps things up nicely. Yes. Based on what we're talking about. TJ Miller says he's leaving Silicon Valley, and it felt like a breakup. Yeah, so this story, if you've been tracking this, for has, has been happening for a while. There's a follow-up story to this also that talks about, uh, that Mike Judge, uh, Judge, excuse me, talks, Judd, Judge? Judge. Judd? Judd, thank you, uh, talks about the season finale and how this whole thing was wrapped up. But it was very interesting because last week the story came out where it said, you know, it was an amicable split. TJ, it made it sound like they just 
something had happened, yeah. yada, yada, yada. This story is actually a really great interview with TJ Miller where he goes way the fuck off the map for a couple uh, of these answers. But it basically boils down to his career is blowing up. Uh, he wanted a little bit more time, and he doesn't want to do the show anymore. And so when they gave him the out, they, when they were talking to him about his involvement with the show, he was actually like saying, he was basically like, I kind of am thinking about leaving. And they were like, we don't want you to leave, but if that's what you want to do, we'll figure it out. So it does sound like it was amicable, but it also sounds like he just kind of needed, wanted to move on, and mm-hmm. they were okay with that. Yeah. Um, definitely go. This is from The Hollywood Reporter. Go check this out if you guys want to see it. If you're a fan of Silicon Valley, it's very fascinating because there's a lot of subtext in this that I think fans of the series will pick up on. Um, namely that it's had a lot of, there's been a lot of shit, a lot of characters, you know, one of the characters died, um, a lot of different evolution to the series that I, that I personally feel like has hurt the series. Um, I feel like him leaving is going to hurt the series. I love Ehrlich Bachman. He doesn't agree. He thinks that everyone hates that character. I'm like, that's the point. You love to hate him. Uh, he is the heel like, every single time. Yeah. And so now there is no heel. Uh, so we'll see what happens. Uh, I will say I have not finished Silicon Valley yet. I'm on the second to last episode. And what do you say, what's the, the word without getting too far into it? Is season four worth watching? Because I haven't even started it yet. I'm hearing a lot of bad things. Uh, it's still an entertaining show. It's still a very well done show. But they've lost, in my opinion, the tone and the shenanigans of the first couple seasons. Where it's not fun anymore. Now it's actually just kind of like... Stressful. Stressful. It is. Mm. It's stressful to see these characters that you love constantly fail. Yeah. And this is, a, this is a theme throughout all of HBO, by the way. Same with Veep. Where Veep used to be about... Her trying to become president, and then she became president, and it's about her trying to keep president. Now she's just a civilian who's thinking about running for office again, might be vice president. And it's just like, it's not fun when you mm. take them out of that setting. Like Seinfeld, if Seinfeld went to Russia for an entire season, it wouldn't be fun. Because you're like, no, they have to be in the apartment. It has to be about them being assholes to each other and like kind of selfish brats. You take that, you take that core out of it, and you've lost the heart of your show. Yeah. So I think Silicon Valley has a little bit of an identity crisis right now, where it doesn't necessarily know where it needs to be. And T.J. Miller's character, whom I would say, despite him saying otherwise, I think it's one of the strongest characters, if not the strongest character on the show. Him leaving, I really think, is going to be to the detriment of the show. Mm. I really do. Yeah, uh, man, I'm interested because season one and two of that show are some of my all-time favorites. Season again, three again, was a little bumpy. Still good. Still some fucking great moments. Jin Yang still going strong. Yeah. He's even bigger character now than he was before, and I fucking think it's hilarious. Uh-huh. Uh, but it's still a good show. Okay. But, but definitely worth watching, but it's, it's going to be sad to see T.J. Miller go. Huge fan. All right, so let's, let's do the giveaway, Nick. Giveaway Ready time. for that? I am ready for that. Good. This giveaway is for honor on the PlayStation 4. Now, there's four ways to win this, my friends out there. One, be in the Twitch chat like many of you are right now. Right. Two, be a Twitch subscriber, which you could be if you are not currently. And all you need is Amazon Prime. If you have Amazon Prime, you get a free Twitch Prime subscription where every month you have to re-up, but you get free if you already have that. So that's cool. Otherwise, you can just pay $5 a month to your Twitch sub. The other way, support us on patreon.com slash kindoffunny, or the other way is patreon.com slash games. The $2 or above level gets you into all the giveaways that we ever do. Thank you. And uh, Greg just re-upped our giveaway spreadsheet with yeah. all the codes and there's a lot of real good shit good there. good like, good good yeah, not it's to ever Friday say that we don't always have good stuff Ow. but like there's sometimes i'm like we're trying to pick a giveaway i'm like i don't know these don't look too good yeah, yeah but yeah. now i'm like oh shit these are all or at least mostly like high profile games or really cool indies all right so yeah for honor one of those games on playstation 4 the winner today comes from patreon.com slash kind of funny games and his name is Adam Stewart. Uh, 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 what's up, Adam Stewart? Bow, 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 bow. Congratulations. Congrats. You won something for free. 
Do you need me you to send us? Because you support us. We yes, love Kevin. you for that. Yes. Kevin, if you could please send that, that would be amazing. Sent. Sent. Yeah. And now Sent. it is time for a segment known as P.S. I Love This Best Friend, XOXO. It is a daily segment here on the Kind of Funny Morning Show. Right. Where one of you nominates another one of you for doing something cool in the it's community. Nice. Or just being a cool person. It's super Whatever positive. Whatever it is. It's great on a Monday. Spreading that love. We love it. Mm -hmm. Take the love around, that sweet, nasty, kind of stinky love where you're like, if I wasn't into this right now, it'd be disgusting, and just spread it all over the world. Hell yeah. Because we want that. We do. We want that for all of we you. We do. McFortune Cookie. <laughs> I fucking love you guys. I love everyone yep. out yep. there. Nominates John Hayes. Nice. AKA Johnny Hayes Johnny on Twitter. Hayes. Saying, I know I've nominated someone recently, but I felt John needed a shout out. He's been a pretty active best friend for a while now, and he's beginning to share more and more of his amazing artwork. I just feel like he deserves some love from people. His stuff could make amazing teas in the future. Now, I want to give a shout out to him because I have also seen his positivity and his influence in the community. And shout out to Cool Greg has some, something to say. I fucking love that, man. Johnny Hayes, that's my bro. Putting that out there. So there All you right. go. Johnny Hayes, All doing right. good things. Cool. Uh, but I don't know why I'm Googling him. Yeah, you I can just go to Twitter. <laughs> Nick just looked up Johnny Hayes on Google. <laughs> like, <laughs> I was going to put at Johnny Hayes on Twitter. Videos and I love it. Uh, but no, fucking hilarious. He's, he's great. So thank you for everything that you're doing. And so here's the thing with this uh, PS I Love This Best Friend. You can go to kindoffunny.com slash best friend to nominate someone. And right now, we're looking real slim on the pickings. So if even if you've done it before, go for it and do it again. Go for it. We, we got to push this more. Give someone a nice because shout Because we want to keep sharing the love. It can just be, it can be for anything. Take the love. Just be a cool person. Spread it around like cream cheese on a bagel. Andy Cortez. Oh, man. Hey. What did I miss? <laughs> um, happy belated birthday to Kyle Daniels. Kyle Daniels. Kyle, Kyle Daniels. Daniels. Yeah, shout out you. to you. If you're wondering, am I that Kyle Daniels? Yeah, it's you. Your birthday was like three or four days ago. Kevin, this video... Isn't great. <laughs> All right, cool. It's pretty fucked. No, let's not. <laughs> <laughs> it's a tip. But hey, Kyle Daniels, happy birthday. Thank you, Andy, for that. Yeah. Spread the love. Kindoffunny.com slash best friend. Please go nominate cool people. I uh, got one more tip left that we'll call tips, guys. This is from DUK Deadman. Says, hey. Hey guys, hope you're all having a great day. Here's a fun clip. You may have already seen this, but oh well. Quick question. Any plans to come to RTX London in October? We will not be at RTX London, we unfortunately. Begged. We begged. We did. We begged we Bethany did. to like, send us to it, RTX Bethany. London. I was like, whatever you need Tim Geddes to do, he will do. And she was like, no, it's a budget thing. But we definitely want to go. I love London. You guys know I love you all there. We miss all of our all of our best friends over there across the pond, as they say. Across using the, the loo, taking the lift, yeah. eating the freaking fish and chips. Fish and the bangers and mash. Bangers and mashing each other up. Yeah. Uh, we'll be there soon, hopefully, guys. We love you. We're thinking okay. about you okay. every day. Maybe. So, uh, is there any more tips? That's it for tips. That's it for tips. We We're call calling that. the tips. We're now going to do the old Moriarty three and three. God bless him. Still kicking somewhere. Tighter89 says, will you guys go to PAX West? I will not be at PAX Unconfirmed. West. Unconfirmed. Unfortunately. Unconfirmed. I, I will not be at PAX West. There. Nick's on vacation. I'm on vacation. I'm at my friend's wedding. Will Greg be there? We'll have to see. Probably. But we're trying we our best to go to less conventions this season yeah. so we can focus more on the content and like really kick its ass. Yeah. It turns out when we stay here, it's fun to do these shows. But it's, it's a give and take because no, like there's nothing too. better than hanging out and seeing everybody and like... Being in that vibe. I appreciate that. So I respect that. It's a balance. We're learning the balance. Uh, 
Ryan Santilli says, Nick, what's your Starbucks drink of choice this summer? As if it will ever change. The, my Starbucks drink of choice has, and generally, it has changed before in the past. How dare you? I've gone decaf. Now I'm back to caffeinated. Uh, a venti iced coffee, unsweetened. Uh, no Is it, room. though? No room. Venti? Sometimes it's a Trenti. It's a Trento. No, I went back it's to Venti. Trento. I went back to Venti. Really? Because Trento was a little it's too shit. much. It, it is a little too much. Plus, I've got this nifty thing now, and this is only a venti. Wow. Starbucks themed. <laughs> I fucking love everyone on Twitter. Inevitably, whenever you put out a joke tweet, there's always the first reply is the guy that, like, fucks with you. Every single time. That's happened to me like the last three times. Kudos to you guys out there. Keep it up. Shout out to you guys. Respect that. Respect uh, that. Rad. Wait, no, no. Fucking lost it. Stark My Ball says Timothy, watch the Hassan Minaj special. It was a good story, but more of a drama with a few funny moments than an actual stand up comedy show. Did you watch it yet? Not yet. I'm listening to a very fascinating. He's on the business this week. Uh, really? Yeah, I'm listening oh, to a very shit. fascinating interview with him and Kim Masters uh, talking about. How he came up, where he, you know, I guess he was on a Pizza Hut commercial first, yeah. and then got the Daily he tells Show, the story of that. and has been. Um, he it was very fascinating because I guess his first special. I don't know if it's this one or not. I think it was his first one. Could be wrong, but uh, he went to the Sundance Labs to actually uh, to I think figure it, it out. It must be yeah, this one. It was yeah. this. And I guess it took him like three years to do it. I, but I it's really get it cool. because the production of it, like I was saying, you need to watch it. Yeah, I, no, I'm I can't going wait to, to I'm going talk to. This you got about me it. fired up about it because I'm, I'm interested sure. to see. What your thoughts are on, in terms of the production of whether it's overproduced or whatever, and what this guy's saying. Uh, with Starbucks Balls, I mean, I agree, but I think that is the best type of stand up special. When it's just someone there just telling jokes, I feel like it, that is. It depends. There's like, you can't really. To say stand up is one thing is to do it in the service. Yeah. Stand up's whatever the fuck it wants to be. As long as it's entertaining, in my opinion, and thought provoking on some level or has some level of commentary, you've hit the mark. Yeah. Um, I, I'm a fan of all of it. I'm a fan of classic. Stand up, or like guys like Rogan or Burr, where they just get up there and they just—they're—it's sheer jokes and fun, but it's still storytelling. That's what it is. There's—it's still storytelling. Yeah, though. yeah. And I, I and feel there are like, very few people that go up there and just do puns every five seconds. Yeah, you know? exactly. Uh, we were talking about—I think that yeah runs its course pretty quickly. Yeah. Uh, but whereas with this, I, I disagree. There's just a few funny moments, I and mean, there's many funny moments. But I, my favorite type of comedy is the South Park style comedy. Yeah. Where it's just like it's a lot of jokes, but then there is a heart to it. And there sure. is a, a moral of the story yeah. and a reason for it all happening. But that's the thing, and this, and you're seeing an evolution, obviously, right? We're seeing this is the first time a lot of people have been very exposed to stand-up specials. Prior to this, you'd really only be able to catch them either on HBO or Comedy Central. If I, you know, I can't think of any other networks that really show them. Mm-hmm. So the fact that Netflix is funding these things and the fact that you're starting to see people go, well, I don't want to do what's been done before. That's been done. I want, what I want to do is, is try a new format. Like if you watch Tony Hinchcliffe's special, totally different format. Very small. The, cameras, the camera is the audience, right? And it's going in front of him the entire time. And it's just a totally different vibe than like Joe Rogan's Triggered. Yeah. Right? Which is huge, big, like... Classic stand-up hour of just Joe Rogan fucking doing what Joe Rogan does. Um, so I think it's cool. So Nick, you've been doing this for a little bit now. Sure. The stand-up thing. Yeah. I'm putting you on the spot here. Go for it. How far are you from an hour-long special? I have what I would consider a quasi-okay three minutes of material. Okay. So I'm working on five minutes. So what right do you? What now. do you? Th- what I'm are the steps? On four to seven then? minutes. So you. St- I mean, you just the steps are you jump into the pool, and hopefully you can swim. Uh, basically, you just write a bunch of jokes, and you go, and you, you, know get, you get three minutes. Let's save this for Gog. You want to do a whole topic I want, I want to really get into okay. this, because like, I, I want a Nick I Scarpino stand-up special. I will do that. I love that. I love this idea. we got to make it but happen. But an hour is 
hard. Yeah. yeah. I've seen We got the people, though. We, we can fill people. one of those fucking We could fill venues. one of those venues. Netflix, um, if you're listening. You technically technically need two times the amount of people because they generally do two tapings. We'll fucking do two tapings. Okay, fair enough. Fair enough. Oh, I'd love that. That'd be yeah, fun. We'll, but I'm, I'm a little we'll ways away that. from that. We'll put it that way. Let's see. Uh, Madlad9 says, Tim, any thoughts on the classic SNES and Star Fox 2? We keep game stuff for games daily now, but my quick thing is I'm excited as fuck. I cannot believe Nintendo it's, is actually putting out that lineup of games. It's all it's Tim only and Greg have been talking about. Chrono Trigger and Donkey Kong Country 2, in my opinion, for like the quintessential Super Nintendo experience. But man, looking at it's like a dream list. Like that's the type of list that on Gamescast we would have been like, what should the Super Nintendo Mini have? We'd be right. like this list, and they actually did it. Star Fox Two. That's a good sign that Nintendo is thinking outside the box and trying different stuff. Man, Star Fox Two, kind of a shitty game, all still, things considered. Still, uh, but it's cool that they're doing that. And kind of funny games daily will be beginning soon. Um, I will say this: they have constantly put a smile on your face. They have, and that's recently. good. That's great. They're killing it. That's super great. Uh, we are a little long in the tooth here. Have we gone into sub-only mode already? Are we already there? We're, let's Sub-only mode. Last let's do, three. Let's do one, a couple questions for sub-only mode, and then we got to get going uh, because Greg and There's Andrea a lot are of, here. A lot of people here. Oh. Giving a lot of love to you and the stand-up Appreciate stuff. that, guys. I'm very excited to be showing you guys more of that. Uh, a couple questions before. Someone was asking if we would do anything for the Conor McGregor uh, Mayweather fight. Probably. I actually, I think we should do something, so we'll talk about that. Are you, you're aware of this? No. Conor McGregor. I know it's happening. It's happening. When? 20, the, the, the uh, July, August 26th, I want to say? Mm. Yeah, I believe it's August 26th. I'm so. going to a UFC fight. Are you July really? 29th. You are yes. going to love it. Yeah. It is oh, fun, man. man. It is fun. actually do that for the bachelor party? Doing it. Oh, uh, so I would like to, I'll let you guys know what we do on that. If anything, we'll, we'll, we might be able to try to get it here and just stream our reactions to it. I think it'd be really cool. Be also fun to make. Uh, Greg Miller has watched fights with me before. He loves it. So maybe we can get wing wings when fights. Punk getting back in the ring. Uh, it's yeah. Never. <laughs> that is probably never happening. He took an ass beating, unfortunately. But to his credit, fucking got in the ring, and he fought. Got paid. More than I did. More than I've ever done. Because I am not um, crazy. Steve yes, Junior. Steve Junior says, "Are you guys going to do a Baby Driver reacts?" No, we won't do a reacts. We'll probably talk about it on the morning show. You've already seen it. I have seen it. What's I like your, your quick review. Oh, I liked it. It's like uh, if Edgar Wright directed Heat. Basically. Yeah. yeah. Cool. So if you to... like Edgar Wright, it's the least Edgar Wright film you'll ever watch in your life, though. It is not, it's the least. It's still very Edgar Wright. Very okay. stylized, but okay. it's not, it's not, it doesn't have the vibe of the Coronetto uh, really? trilogy. Yeah, it definitely doesn't have that. It's, right. a lot, it's a lot different, but it's cool. All right, I'm, I'm interested. Um, and then the last thing is from McBearMe83 says, wait, how does Tim know Star Fox 2 isn't good? I thought it was never released. It was never released, but the ROM got dumped, and it was available for like the last 20 years. If it's on the internet, the fucking but Matrix over here has it. Star Fox 2, in uh, almost complete form, has been available for a very long time. Um, and that's what they use as the influence for Star Fox Command on the DS. Lovely. Ladies and gentlemen, this has been the Kind of Funny Morning Show. We're about to switch over to Kind of Funny Games Daily with Greg Miller and Andrew Renee. Get hyped. Stick it's around. Big day for games. As far as I'm concerned. That's going to be good. This is going to be a stick around. As we switch over, I will be reading subs and resubs. I appreciate you guys. Hang out here. You're going to get a little Nick Scarpino ASMR right in your earbuds. Kevin, switch it over.